With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the ZABEcast, it's 4th of July weekend, and I will roll out my time-tested holiday matchup. 4th of July versus Thanksgiving. The Beth Wilkinson report is out detailing the toxic workplace culture of the Washington Redskins under Dan Snyder. The only problem is you had to be standing in front of her to hear it. All that plus return of horrible and ironic ways to die. Your bonus audio dose of pure me is locked and loaded, so buckle the hell up and let's go. Friday, June 2nd, 2021. Thank you for downloading and welcome to Independence Day weekend. Fourth of July weekend, 2021. You are now permitted, according to the Biden administration, to have a small family gathering without masks. At least that's what the president said, oh, I don't know, many months ago. I do see that nature is slowly healing more and more. I noticed today at my local 7-Eleven, the employees behind the counter, including the guy who I think owns the store and has been pretty strict about it, not wearing a mask. I then noticed, hey, wait a minute, what's this? There's no plexiglass either hanging down between the customers and the counter. Nature is healing slowly one by one just me today so i'm going to run through i'm going to call it my one two three four five six seven eh, let's call it about a 23 tab podcast i've got my material up here in tabs on the browser let's hope it doesn't crash let's get through it because there is a lot to go through we'll start with my time tested breakdown fourth of july versus thanksgiving i love both holidays tremendously I love Thanksgiving for the fact it brings families together and it starts the sort of cocooning season, the nesting season where the weather turns cold and you want to stay inside and watch football games and get fatter than you normally do. And it's a wonderful time. It starts the holiday season. Thanksgiving is fantastic. Plus, there's football games to watch as well. Fourth of July is a whole lot different. But I love it every bit as much. It's a celebration of this country, which I still maintain is the greatest country in all the world. Perfect. Of course not. 
still striving to get better, but my God, America is still a shining beacon of opportunity, of equality, of kindness, of community, of generosity, of tolerance, of diversity, and everything else. We're still the one everyone wants to come to. And I love America so much, and I am so glad for everyone. I'm so humbled by everybody who fought for this nation and served our country. And um, it's too bad that there are now hordes of insurrectionists trying to tear apart America from the inside, bad-mouthing it and trying to tear apart institutions. And you see it, and I see it, and I generally stay away from it here on this podcast. It is troubling. There's no question about it. But I have not lost my faith in the actual fabric and the genuine humanity of America and our people and how we interact with each other. That, to to me, remains as solid as ever. But you may get a different picture from the mainstream media. You will certainly get a different picture from one of the two political parties, and you will certainly get a different picture from academia. But I still love this fucking country, and I cannot wait to celebrate it by blowing up a decent portion of my money and cracking the sky with quasi-legal fireworks from just across the border in West Virginia. The question is, it's a smaller gathering this year. It's really just me, my wife, my one daughter, the other one's off at camp, and my mom and my dad. My brother, Flim, who normally partakes in and executes this monstrous firework affair, is off at a different engagement uh, this 4th of July weekend. So my question is, what's the appropriate budget for just a firework show of this small a size? It's all a waste of money. It's all burning your money in a matter of seconds, but it's so cool. I mean, to be able to buy a box firework that shoots off nine large shells, kaboom, kaboom, and they're going off right over your head, oh, it's great. We didn't have this as kids. The best we had were bottle rockets and Roman candles from a state like South Carolina, which was one of the few places that had Illegal fireworks. Uh, Otherwise, growing up, we were limited to fountains, pinwheels, which for you younger kids out there, it was a firework that you nailed to a tree. There was a hole in the middle. You nailed it to a tree or a board and then lit it. And the way the fireworks, the way the fountain things were arranged, it would spin around on the nail. We had those. Didn't have the good stuff like we do today. So how much should I spend? Let me know. Hit me up, Zabe at Yahoo.com. I'm going shopping Friday afternoon, maybe Saturday morning. So here's the tale of the tape. It's still on the internet at onmilwaukee.com. It was written many years ago, but here's the comparison. Ready? Holiday vibe, 4th of July. Go ahead, I dare you. Thanksgiving, holiday vibe. Hey, behave. It's Thanksgiving. Advantage, 4th of July. Days off, 4th of July, three-day weekend. Thanksgiving. Four-day weekend. Advantage, Thanksgiving. Historical celebration, 4th of July. Telling Nigel and company, F off, mates. We can make our own tea, and we don't want no stinking king. Historical celebration, Thanksgiving. Breaking bread with Tonto to celebrate surviving one lousy year 
in this uncivilized hellhole. Advantage push. Gambling opportunity, 4th of July. Typically, three-team WNBA teaser. Not this year. We got NBA and NHL going on opposite. Thanksgiving, two glorious NFL games both on TV, which is now actually three glorious NFL games on TV plus college. Advantage still, Thanksgiving. Sports-related activity. Fourth of July, whipped cream twister. Thanksgiving, two-hand touch football with your cousins. Advantage, Fourth of July. Table manners. Thanksgiving, Martha Stewart. Fourth of July, caveman. Advantage, 4th of July. Food served, 4th of July. Fried chicken, burgers, dogs, barbecue, corn, coleslaw, fries, beans, chips, etc. Thanksgiving, turkey, gravy, mashed potatoes, green beans, cranberry sauce, stuffing. Advantage, 4th of July. I'm sorry. Hashtag not sorry. That's the truth. Alcoholic consumption, 4th of July. 16 Schaefer lights followed by passing out on a dirty blanket. Thanksgiving, five glasses of red wine followed by a couch nap. Advantage, push. Post-meal entertainment. Thanksgiving, listening to Great Uncle Harold tell stories about LBJ. Fourth of July, topless Frisbee with three chicks you just met. Advantage, Fourth of July. Best looking chick to look at. Thanksgiving, Cousin Sally, who is a 33-year-old accountant that looks like Renee Zellweger in Bridget Jones's Diary. Fourth of July, Kylie, a 23-year-old paralegal who happens to work weekends at the local strip joint to save money for, quote, grad school. Advantage, Fourth of July. Chances for getting action. Fourth of July, like walking into a women's prison with a fistful of pardons. Thanksgiving, Virtually none. Pants, 4th of July, optional. Thanksgiving, Dockers, advantage, 4th of July. The mayhem moment, 4th of July, shooting a Roman candle into your buddy Sal's top-down 325i convertible. Mayhem moment at Thanksgiving, the dining room clearing out when you blast a silent but deadly onion casserole nose curler. Advantage, push. Best thing that can happen, 4th of July, your car is where you left it in the morning. Thanksgiving, the Lions cover a 13-point spread straight up with a $500 two-team money line parlay. Advantage Thanksgiving. And finally, the worst thing that can happen, Thanksgiving, your family doesn't speak to each other for 10 years because of one slightly off-center remark. 4th of July, dude. She was only 17, and her dad says he's going to testify. Advantage, slight advantage, Thanksgiving. There it is, your annual tale of the tape between the two holidays. Have a good one and be safe. Moving on to other news. I shouldn't be surprised by this. I shouldn't be gobsmacked. I shouldn't be shaking my head like, really? Really? This can't be the case. But here we are. The NFL has released the long-awaited Beth Wilkinson report on the toxic culture inside Dan Snyder's Washington Redskins organization. And apparently the NFL released it as an oral report and nothing more. Here is Mike Garofolo 
Mike Garofolo? Yes. Mike Garofolo, NFL Network on the news. That's correct, Omar. Today, the NFL announcing the outcome of the investigation conducted by independent counsel Beth Wilkinson and Commissioner Roger Goodell, finding, according to the league's release, quote, that for many years, the workplace environment at the Washington football team, both generally and particularly for women, was highly unprofessional. Bullying and intimidation frequently took place. Many describe the culture as one of fear. The league saying that uh, Dan Snyder, who oversaw all this, has acknowledged his role in it. Snyder releasing a statement earlier today as well, uh, saying that he expressed remorse for those who experienced any traumatic instances. So the league fining the Washington football team $10 million. That money will go toward organizations committed to character, education, anti-bullying, and the like. Also, 10 recommendations from Wilkinson for how to change the environment. They include protocols for reporting workplace misconduct as well as a more diverse Workforce. Now, there was no written report from Wilkinson here. That's what the NFL said. Many found that odd, especially because in the past when the NFL has conducted investigations, we've had written reports and they've been disclosed publicly. But uh, the NFL saying only oral reports in this case. Uh, some folks did find that odd, including uh, lawyers Lisa Banks and Deborah Katz, who are representing uh, a bunch of former Washington football team employees. They called it, quote, a slap in the face to hundreds of women and former employees who came forward in good faith and at great personal risk to report a culture abuse of abuse at all levels. What a freaking joke. But should I have expected anything less? Probably not. So let's sum up where this team, this beloved team of my youth, now sits. Name is gone, logo is gone, still don't have a new one, embroiled in a trademark dispute that is going to take at least one more season, who knows how much longer. Dan Snyder survives, is strengthened by the fact he buys out his partners, his minority partners, with the help of an overly generous, breaks the actual rules NFL loan, names his wife co-CEO, hires a bunch of very feel-good diversity-type hires, and now walks scot-free from this whole Beth Wilkinson report. They get fined $10 million. I guess if you want to look at the silver lining, they didn't get docked a draft pick. They didn't get docked salary cap space because of this. But it is thin gruel when it comes to, wow, this asshole is really going to skate through all of this. Welcome to the NFL. Released, by the way, on July 2nd, the Thursday before the Friday before 4th of July. It's just unbelievable. It is the most dispiriting, sickening, hopeless feeling I can imagine. Luckily, I'm about this close. See my fingers real close together? I'm about this close to not giving a shit anymore. Like, am I still a fan of the team? What's left to be a fan of? How can you feel comfortable going forward? Yeah, uh, apparently the NFL said, you know, Ron Ron Rivera is a man of integrity and he's going to help set the culture right. And I'm like, what happens when he's gone? Jason Wright is a man of integrity. He'll set the culture. What happens when he's gone? What do you think? These are lifetime positions, team president and head coach. The main shithead is still there. 
It's unbelievable. Oral reports. Have you ever in your life heard of that at this level of professional sports? Yeah, yeah. Just go ahead. Give us an oral report. As I tweeted, it's like the NFL said to Beth Wilkinson, how can we improve the culture at the Washington football team? Wilkinson, fire Dan Snyder. NFL, nah, I think it's something simpler than that. Wilkinson, no, really, like that would fix everything. NFL, ah, well, anyway, look, why don't you present your uh, findings in a TikTok, and let's call it a day. Amazing. Uh, Michael Phillips, Richmond Times-Dispatch, absolutely kills it on this story. The headline, the NFL heard the truth from Beth Wilkinson, then they made it disappear. In the end, her report writes, uh, my man Phillips, in, it, in its end, Wilkinson's report was everything it should have been, comprehensive, hard-hitting, and most all, most of all, indicting, shedding a light on a toxic culture that existed for years under team owner Dan Snyder. Then it disappeared faster than a season ticket waiting list. No shit. Lisa Friel, the NFL special counsel for investigations, said Wilkinson was asked to present her findings to the league as a series of oral reports and that we do not have a written report from her. Wow. Writes Phillips, apparently the league accepts findings by Snapchat now. It's just incredible. But it's the league. The league is on the verge of incredible expansive riches. They've got their 17th game. They're not going to stop there. They're going to get to 18. They've got an aggressive overseas expansion that is currently underway. They have new deals with tech oligarchs and overlords like Bezos at Amazon and more. The last thing these owners are going to do is to let even one of their 32 shitheads burn. And he is a shithead. There's no question about it. Dan Snyder, 20 years to show his true color. And you know what? He showed his ass over and over again. Oh, but he's changed. He's learned now. Oh, has he? Okay. The NFL was not going to let that happen. There's too much money at stake. No need to rock the boat. And they know, the NFL, how the feeding frenzy works in today's media. God forbid you let there be any blood in the water, they'll come for other guys. And there's plenty of other shitheads around the league who are billionaires. This is a massive and incredibly powerful cabal of billionaires, and they protect each other. Uh, According to uh, Phillips, I think he asked the question, I think, uh, where did this come from? Uh, Yeah, Wilkinson responded to an email from the Times-Dispatch, that would be Mr. Phillips, asking the question about, well, what did she recommend? The NFL replied, she was tasked with reporting on the workplace culture and making recommendations for what could be done for the workplace culture as a team to improve it. Translation, that wasn't her job to recommend whether Dan Snyder should be ousted. If Wilkinson had indeed recommended a sale, it would have been a point of no return for Goodell if indeed that report went public. So now expect to see Snyder voluntarily step away for an undetermined amount of time, writes Phillips, 
and get the most discreet discipline ever administered since Michael Jordan discovered his true passion was baseball. Hmm, right. Also, the Wall Street Journal piece that talked about Dan Snyder and how he identified the true problem with his team. Not enough, Dan Snyder. You're heading for some disaster years with this team. And it's too bad because I know that fans of the team, those who are still left, those who are fighting through all of this toxic bullshit, that, that's hard to make you a fan with a team with no name, a team with no logo, and this guy running it. There's real hope this year. There's hope they're going to do something fun and neat and better than last year and kind of special and scrappy and whatever. You're headed for years of hurt. If you root for this team, this is not going to change. Snyder, Snyder today, Snyder tomorrow, Snyder forever. And that's just how it goes. To golf, Bryson DeChambeau's caddy quit on him the day before he was to defend his title at the Rocket Mortgage in Detroit. Wow. Tim Tucker is his name, and he will no longer caddy for Bryson. Tim was on the bag for all eight of Bryson's tour wins, including his U.S. Open victory last fall. How about that? Uh, DeChambeau told ESPN caddy that he and Tim Tucker were taking a break. He told uh, Michael Collins, that's ESPN caddy, that Tucker has not quit, but they will spend time apart. Meanwhile, Cobra's Ben Showman will caddy for DeChambeau at the Rocket, Rocket Mortgage Classic. Wow. And you know who came out with a tweet right after that? <laughs> Brooks Kepka, who tweeted... Shout out to my caddy, best in the business, in one of the great trolls. He says, couldn't do it without my guy, Rick. Ricky Elliott, best friend and greatest caddy to do it. 100. It's Ricky Elliott Appreciation Day. That's some good trolling right there. And speaking of guys who are becoming bitches, every time it seems like I'm fully on the Phil bandwagon, He does something that makes me go, oh, Jesus, really? Mickelson says he's not coming back to Detroit for this event because the Detroit News published a story claiming that Mickelson had been cheated out of $500,000 in gambling winnings. Story by Robert Snell of the Detroit News outlined an 07 transcript from the racketeering trial of Jack Giacalone a reputed organized crime leader in Metro Detroit. According to the report, Dandy Don Serrano, Don D. Serrano, described as one of the biggest gamblers in Detroit history, said, the tra- said in the transcript, he, quote, couldn't pay Mickelson five hundred grand after booking a bet for him. Mickelson himself was not accused of wrongdoing, per the report, and his attorney, Glenn Cohen, told ESPN the story was true. But the pair are angry about the report coming after something they say happened more than 20 years ago. So what did Mickelson say uh, at his presser on Thursday? By the way, he shot a nice round, 67 on Thursday. He said this. He said this. Come on now. Oh, I got the sight muted. Hold on. All right, now we're, now we're good. For me to play here because... I had won the PGA, and then I prepared for the U.S. Open, put a lot of time and effort into the U.S. Open. I played last week at Hartford, and I'm going to be heading over to the British soon. So 
to play here was um, it was hard. I wouldn't normally do it. I usually take a couple weeks off after the U.S. Open, but I really liked what Rocket Mortgage had to ha- has really tried to do with this community and get involved. And I wanted to. Uh, I felt like as the PGA champion, I would be able to bring some value and maybe help the tournament out. And I thought that I feel that uh, Rob Snell made an article this week that was very opportunistic and selfish and and uh, ir- irresponsible. And um, I just, uh, it, it, you know, I was looking at some ways that my foundation might be able to get involved. And when you have a divisive voice like that, you can't bring people together. It's very hard to bring Fuck people you. together, and that needs to change because this uh, the people here are great, but. But uh, when that's your voice, it's um, it, it's hard to it's hard for me or somebody to come in and bring other people and bring other entities involved to help out because uh, you're constantly being torn down as opposed to brought together and built up. It was so much effort for me to be here and to have that type of. Um, unnecessary attack not like i care i mean it happened 20 something years ago but not like you care oh you just spent the last minute talking about how much you care how butt hurt you are it's just the lack of appreciation yeah i i, I don't see that happening i don't see me coming back now not that i don't love the people here and they haven't been oh, great but they're great i love um, them but i'm gonna fuck them real good of, by not coming um, back because of a reporter th- that type type of thing happening <laughs> i mean what a prick you know rob snell was over the target because of the flack he's getting in return. Whether or not it was timely or old news or anything else, Phil Mickelson is a thin-skinned bitch who knows he's got to push back aggressively on the fact that he is a degenerate gambler. And he doesn't want that hurting his image. So he will gladly throw the good folks of Detroit, Michigan under the bus, the good folks of the community, Rocket Mortgage, the sponsor, and everything else because, oh, it was so hard to prepare to come here. This is why I hate sports sometimes. You want to get behind an athlete. You want to say, all right, I like this guy. He gets it. Fuck Phil. Whatever. Whatever. Guess what? Watch him in the match with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau next week. Fuck you. I'll watch it, but I won't I won't be rooting for you. I'm gonna watch it just for whatever, but still. That is well, guess that's the way of the world today. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something something in the game with mybookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. 
Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good for Boris Becker. Pushing back against Naomi Osaka for skipping Wimbledon. Said Boris Becker, quote, if you can't deal with the media, it's very difficult to be a professional tennis player. The tour isn't possible without the press, and it's difficult to make your prize money or money for your sponsors without the media. It's not something we look forward to, but it's part of the job. You have to learn to deal with it. Becker won three times at Wimbledon and had six major titles overall during his career. He also questioned Osaka over her stance that the pressure was causing her trouble. Quote, is that really pressure? Isn't it pressure when you don't have food on the table? When you've got to feed your family and you don't have a job? When you have a life-changing injury? Isn't that more pressure, he asked rhetorically? You're 23, you're healthy, you're wealthy, your family is good. Where's the fucking pressure? Boris Becker, I love you. You want pressure. I think Boris Becker, let's see. Uh, Boris Becker, ill affair. I believe, believe Boris Becker played some of his most, oh yeah, the broom closet romp. Maybe this was after he was retired. I don't know. But he he was outed for impregnating a Russian model in a broom closet of a restaurant. <laughs> Ended up bankrupting him. But, I mean, that's pressure right there. I can't recall if he was still playing at the time or if he had basically retired. But, yeah, good for him for pushing back. We need more people to say, you know what? Fuck that. Headline, spanking doesn't work. Study. According to Elizabeth Gershoff, University of Texas at Austin professor and recognized expert on corporal punishment in children, her most recent work on the subject was published in the Lancet Medical Journal. They analyzed 61 U.S.-based studies plus eight international reports to draw their firm conclusion, which included data on long-term behavioral development associated with parents who engage in corporal punishment. Zero studies, they report, found that physical punishment predicted better child behavior over time. I don't know about that. I don't know. You know, it's there's a fine line between spanking and whooping your kid and truly abusing him and terrorizing your kid. That's wrong. But I'd say a spanking every now and then, 
I don't know how it doesn't work, at least in the short term. But this study says it does not work. I also saw a study recently that came out that said ice baths do not work for athletes. Ross Tucker said on Twitter, so wait, I was sitting in freezing cold tubs up to my nipples for hours at a time for years in the NFL for nothing? Apparently so. NIL writes, wow, the derby is on, the grift is real, and the money for some is going to be spectacular. One of the first big name image likeness rights for college athletes has come to the Cavinder twins of Fresno State University. Who are they? Right. You don't know them. Nobody knows them. Except for 3.4 million TikTokers know them. They are a rather generic looking, blonde, handsome looking, Arizona born twins who play basketball at Fresno State. Good people in Fresno. Total dump of a town. Been there many a time. It's a nothing burger. Dead in the middle of the state. It's part of the farming community of Central California. Like I said, good, hard-working people, but ugh, armpit, Fresno. Fresno State, a non-entity when it comes to sports in general. But yeah, they've got 3.4 million TikTokers, and because of that, they signed this big deal right away at the stroke of midnight with Boost Mobile for something like a million dollars. So I said, well, all right, let me go check out their TikToks. Here's one of them. It's an endless stream of videos just like this. There's no life hacks. There's no recipes. There's no thoughts of wisdom at all. It's literally just... 30-second lip syncs, the likes of which are all over TikTok. And there's plenty of girls and women way hotter than them. I don't get it. How'd they get so big? I, I'm i trying not to be the old man shaking my fist at the clouds. I don't get it. But this is how it's going to be. The Wild West has opened up, and wow, it's, <laughs> it's going to be something. Athletes already signing deals left and right. Some of them big, some of them small, some of them medium. Uh, media entities are basically buying athletes. Barstool says we're going to sponsor a couple of athletes that we like. And yeah, they're going to contribute to Barstool and give stories about here's what happened this week, an inside account from the Auburn football locker room. And, you know, they're going to start stop talking to the press because they get a special deal with Barstool. They're going to be releasing information the coaches don't like. It's going to light. This is a fireworks factory that just got lit on fire. The secondary explosions and the pew, pew, pew has has just begun. I mean, sit back with a lawn chair and watch. Now, listen, I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong. The NCAA held off on this as long as they could, but they kept losing and losing and losing. And I think ultimately their draconian stance against certain athletes, like Jeremy Bloom, the, the professional skier who also played football at Colorado, they were overly tough. They were too draconian they couldn't go well yeah he's a pro making money in this other sport we're gonna let it go they felt like they had to defend every inch of turf they had at every moment and 
that really set off a bad mood. So, so now you've got these athletes and their agents running around cutting deals left and right, and it's only going to get crazier from here. Now, the NCAA has got a new set of things to try to define and defend, such as the guidelines for nil are deals cannot serve as recruiting inducements. Well, good luck with that. It's a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All they got to do is say, hey, you know, uh, 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 Jason Klipowitz, who's playing corner right now for us, you saw his deal as a freshman. I would imagine you could get the same thing as well. Although we, wow, we can't have any hand in that. I'm just saying. That six-figure apparel deal, uh, I'd be shocked if our latest five-star recruit at running back didn't get one of those because the last four have sure gotten those, but good luck. Can't police that. Athletes cannot receive benefits without services given. Oh, you check timesheets. You have NCAA agents appearing at various car dealerships to make sure said player showed up to sign autographs. Schools cannot be involved in creating opportunities for their athletes. Well, that's all they do is create opportunities. The fact they're on the team is an opportunity. And they're plugged into all these local community institutions and boosters and businesses and season tickets and everything. Also, players cannot promote alcohol, legal drugs like cannabis, tobacco products, adult entertainment, or gambling. Why not? Those are the best categories. What's left? This is going to be wild, and it's just beginning. And uh, we'll see where it goes from here, but it's going to be wild. Follow-up from yesterday, I said the Trevor Bauer story sounded fishy to me, and I had not yet read the full account from the Athletics, Britt Giroli, and other outlets. This is a lot worse than I thought yesterday. So if you were a premium subscriber, and if you are, thank you. If you're not, think about it. Five bucks a month unlocks that fifth podcast per week, and it's I think it's a slight cut above. I usually try to keep my best guys on that premium uh, podcast. By the way, someone, uh, I think Jason Ferry, thank you, Jason, he emailed me to say, I feel like I've been bait and switched, that you said premium would now include Scott and Solly every week from the van. What's going on? I feel like you've bait and switched me. He says, I like Jay, I like Mr. X, but that's not what you promised. A, if I promised that was going to be exclusively only all the time, those guys, I shouldn't have done that. I didn't mean to imply that. I just said that's going to be, for the foreseeable future, the new premium jam. But the real answer is I was out of town for two weeks, and this week I come back and Scott and Sally are out of town for their vacations. I hope to get them back on next week. But anyway, if you're a premium subscriber, you heard Jay and I last night, and Jay's Yesterday's podcast was great. I I rarely tout my own stuff. I usually think, ah, that sucked. Could have been better. But uh, yesterday was really good, Jay and I. And we talked about this Bauer situation. And the latest word is Bauer is going to um, not miss his start on Sunday. They're going to let him keep pitching through this. But the woman's allegations are very disturbing. And she did go to the hospital and she did have serious injuries. Uh, swollen jaw, uh, cranial trauma, uh, black eyes. And she sounds fairly credible. It's really this a situation where, and according to her account, she got choked out 
and passed out on both occasions in her sexual intercourse with Mr. Bauer and was choked out by her own hair. Oh, my God. Like, I've never heard of that. I've heard of a lot of things. Apparently, uh, Bauer was punching her and admitted to punching her in the buttocks, and she said it wasn't supposed to be a free-for-all. But the problem is, after the first night, that went very bad with her waking up uh, or coming to consciousness and finding out that Trevor had played the back nine and had left quite a few divots. She was like, hey, that wasn't really cool. But then a month later, she's like, you want to meet again? And they do, and he says, okay, this time let's get a safe word. All right. Well, he runs right through all this. According to her, he took it too far again. So what's too far? How do you determine? She sought him out as a professional ball player, had sexual intercourse with barely knowing him, not once but twice, indicating clearly in in text messages she wanted rough sex, but then the sex ended up being too rough and she felt wronged when it was all said and done. How are you going to draw that line? I think for prosecutors, it's a challenging decision. And I think for Major League Baseball, it's challenging. I know this, the details of it are not what Major League Baseball wants right now. But there you go. Trevor Bauer, I'll give you the other side of the story, at least more to it from what I saw. Suns win, and after the game was essentially over, Patrick Beverly decided to go full bitch mode and push Chris Paul two-handed to the back like he's a 10-year-old on the playground. 26, but Patrick Beverly, after walking past Chris Paul, and it doesn't look like he says anything to him, Beverly just losing control of his emotions. He's been ejected from the game, called for a technical foul. You know, Beverly has been, had such a great impact in this series to have it marred by getting thrown out in the game. Now, Chris Paul had a phenomenal night, and uh, he gets up afterwards and smiles broadly, pumps his fists like, yep, yeah, I won the game. I got Pev- Patrick Beverly loses cool, and we're going to the NBA Finals. You can see as the two walk past each other, Paul turns his head and says something. One last chirp at Beverly, and then Beverly just couldn't take it. Hey, Pat, you got beat. You got lit up. You like to talk shit. Guess what? He got the last chirp. You can either chirp back and take it like a man or be a bitch, which he was. Somebody pointed out that they were surprised this didn't result in a full-on brawl. And I was too. Someone said Frank Kaminsky for the Suns is basically obligated to tackle Pat Beverly at this point to stick up for his teammate. But that didn't happen. All right, tonight in less than 10 minutes, Game 5, Bucks and Hawks, the great news uh, from a day ago was that Giannis avoids serious injury, uh, is going to be out for a couple of games, maybe the rest of the series, maybe the rest of the playoffs if they make it to the finals, but no ACL tear, no surgery required for the golden child. That is a, thank God, sigh of relief. Trey Young is also out for tonight's game five. Here's my mantra, plain and simple. Win two for the Greek. Win two, win the series, get to the finals, see what is left on the other side. You might have as much as 10 days to get ready for Giannis to play again, which is on the early side, but still within the window of the return from a hyperextended knee. Win two for the Greek. 
Do it for him. I know this. If they lose tonight and if they lose tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but lose Saturday in game six. Well, six, Saturday, it's Thursday. Okay. If they lose the next two and they're out, they're bitches. I'm sorry. You lose on your home court to a Hawks team that, let's be honest, is made out of spare parts and Trey Young. They're playing great, but still, they're spare parts. You lose to them just because you don't have Giannis. Shame on you guys. They got to win one of the next two to force a game seven. Otherwise, I'm going to say, it's too bad. This team was a bunch of bunch of wimps. Couldn't get it done. But I think they're going to win tonight. I look forward to watching it here in about two minutes. Let's end on this. And it's not an up note, but it's holy crap. Headline, chef dies after falling into boiling vat of soup in freak accident. Happened in Iraq. Issa Ismail was helping prepare a wedding banquet at the Hazel Wedding Hall in Zako, Iraq. The 25-year-old father of three reportedly slipped and fell into the pot before tumbling to the floor. The cook was immediately rushed to the local hospital where medics spent several days trying to save his life. However, he died five days later after succumbing to third-degree burns that covered almost 70% of his body. No soup for you? Oh, my God. What is your problem? Sorry. It was just lying there, man. What was I supposed to do? Just leave it be? Come on now. All right, that'll be it for tonight. Thank you so much for downloading, being a loyal subscriber. Somebody said, how do I rate and review? You got to go to the iTunes interface, iTunes website, either on your phone or on your computer. Look up ZabeCast, and you can rate and review there. Somebody emailed me saying, I'm 60 years old. I can't follow this shit. Give me more instructions. Well, there you go. Go there, rate and review. It helps tickle the algorithms and helps affirm this little gathering spot for quality spoken word dialogue as a place of honor and repute amongst the sea of podcasts that are out there. Have yourself a great 4th of July weekend. God bless America and those who fought for this country. And God bless your neighbors who I know you love and get along with well, except for that guy Jerry down the street. Have fun, be safe, celebrate America, and we will see you Tuesday. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, 
fire in on that one and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come and football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.